we're gonna summon a certain type of evil when we get to a certain hot topic. Oh God, Chris Crocker! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. um, you know what? Let's let's use that for our introduction. Hi, we're here. We're queer, and what about it? Um, <laughs> my name is Charlie or Misty, Misty Terrain Mix, Misty Terrain Terrain. If I could speak, Jesus Christ. Um, either or, whatever She's you got prefer. Names. Yeah, I got now. names like Charlie, Misty Terrain. Uh, fucking super college fragilistic xbladocious. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's my my beta Your stage name. name. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> went two different directions. <laughs> Same thing. Okay, why don't you introduce the world to yourself, sir? Um, I'm Jared, uh, an aspiring writer, and by aspiring, I mean very okay writer. <laughs> <laughs> She's decent. We're not going to get too far into that. Um. And someone who spends too much time on social media and a Tumblr refugee, if you want to go with that. I probably should have said a little more about myself besides, like, my All your name. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, super descriptive. They know who she is, yeah. where she's coming from. I'm also, like, a writer, uh, you know, when I finally decide to sit down and write, which is, like, every three months. <laughs> now that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been having like a big problem with it because like I sat down and I wrote a page to one of my scripts the other day and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. I got another page done. Tomorrow I'll get another page done. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow came and I did not touch it. And now I'm too <laughs> scared to touch it. <laughs> That's your skeleton in the closet. Yeah. But yeah, I'm also a writer and also a Tumblr <laughs> refugee. <laughs> we'll get into that more later. <laughs> I mean, we can get into it now. That's how we met through Tumblr. Yeah. Um, d- there's things here that are in common. So it's only natural that our kindred spirits... <laughs> <laughs> we found, found our their way. way. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't even remember. What year did we meet? Uh, that's a good. I was trying to remember earlier. I was like, "Who followed who first? But I don't remember. I genuinely like it was so long ago. Tumblr, yeah. Tumblr in general kind of feels like a fever dream. Isn't that <laughs> weird to say that like 2013, 2014 was so long ago? Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. Like people talk about like, oh my god, do you remember when Nicki Minaj did this in 2011? And I was like, yes, and it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. But okay, yeah, when she still wore like the crazy Hunger yeah. Games outfits. <laughs> That's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah. Um, I think it was 2013, I want to say. But I'm not 100%. I and was I at never least... am. <laughs> oh my god. I was at least... I think I was 16. Oh my god, we were teenagers. Why yeah, am I we so stupid? Teenagers. I literally... <laughs> in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, it was so long ago. And I forgot that we're like in our 20s. So of course we were teenagers. We're elder gays now. Yeah, we've officially hit um, our midlife crisis because we both know we're going to die in our early 40s. So there we go. I mean, if coronavirus gets us. <laughs> Might be earlier than that. I mean, wear your mask, people. Be safe. Yeah. Um, try to social distance. I'm being a little bit of a hypocrite lately, but um, I'm still wearing masks. I only really see my sister and my mom, but that's still like... Mask for mask. Mask for mask. Oh my god, can I say, say the neighbors, they're all like 
having a little barbecue right now. Oh no. None of them are wearing masks. Big ass gathering. All white men. Oh no. And like, it's hot. So I had my window open before we started recording and they were being so loud. I had to shut it. So now I'm basically in a fucking sweatshop. Like, is that where you got your salad from, you bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Did you pop over? (laughs) And you were like, y'all got salad? Do you really think that I would go to get salad from a group of straight white men? Like, how good would that salad be? I'll tell you what, it wouldn't be. So. I got the salad at lunch with my sister when we were out being cute, and uh, (laughs) that's where that came from. And she's, I'm proud of her. She's a great salad. She did well. She's um, living in my stomach now. She had to relocate because um, there was unrest in her country. Yeah, yeah, she really is. I'm proud of her. I will say, like, um, one of my neighbors, like, he hasn't done it in, like, a month or so, Mm -hmm. but, like, in May... He had, like, three parties on the roof of our apartment building. No one was wearing masks Mm -hmm. any of those times. And, like, every single time except for, like, one, it was, like, a lot of people. Um, And he never threw parties before like that. Like, all of a sudden, now, during quarantine, you want to throw parties? He was really feeling it. He was like, I like playing risky. Like, I might fuck around and get a virus in my lungs. But yeah, um, we're both Tumblr uh, refugees, I guess. I don't like using the word refugees for Tumblr. Yeah, it's kind of um, a problematic. Bit, yeah, a little bit problematic. I, yeah. What's a good alternative word? Um, I just, we could just stick with former Tumblr users. Tumblr alumni? Tumblr, uh, we didn't graduate, bitch. <laughs> we we went to Tumblr prom. <laughs> we graduated from Tumblr University. Okay, let me, full disclaimer, people, for everyone who's listening, even though I was an avid Tumblr user, I promise you I was not part of the cringe crowd because, bitch, there were some people on there who needed help. <laughs> <clears throat> Super who luck. Yes, let's talk about it. <laughs> we could probably have like a whole episode about. We really Tumblr. could. Oh my god, pencil that in your calendars for a future date, people. Yeah, that's a whole. That's coming. The Tumblr sewed. Oh I originally wanted to make a a, a podcast <laughs> about just Tumblr, and like each episode would have been like delving into a different topic. Like one episode would have been about DashCon, for example. Ew. Another episode would have been about like. <laughs> The bone stealing. I was just about to say that was like the most, like the biggest one that stuck out in my head. Is like, what the fuck is going on on this website? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think Tumblr, Twitter's reached that level yet. Although, maybe one day. K-pop stands flooding Donald Trump's website and mass ordering tickets for his rally, so no one can go. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty good. That's pretty pretty Tumblr level. (laughs) Yeah. Um. All right, so to continue to getting to know ourselves, I mean, we know ourselves. I know you. you but know do we me. though? I mean, <laughs> that is yet what to be is seen. What is your early twenties other than figuring yourself out? I mean, early twenties. Honestly, I did not envision my twenties being like this at all. 
no, my twenties have been horrible. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm just hoping next decade is better, even though the world would be probably worse off. <laughs> well, because like I remember being like a child in the early 2000s and being like, "Wow, I'm gonna be in university and I'll have a job and I'll be rich and famous and I'll have a house and I'll be married by like 25." And da 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 da. But is that what that Brendan Urie song "High Hopes" is about? Oh my God, not Pete Buttigieg's <laughs> campaign song. Ew. Yeah, that was no. his campaign song. No. Yeah. yeah. Yes, girl. Did Brendan Yuri say anything? I mean, I'm pretty sure he allowed it since he was using it. I'm calling the police. Actually, no, I'm not calling the police. Like, and fuck them. <laughs> every time Donald Trump uses someone's music at his rally, they usually send him a cease and desist because they don't want him yeah. using it. Like Rihanna yeah. did that. Right. Because, you know, she's a queen. Yeah. But Brendan Yuri didn't do that to Pete Buttigieg. I'm disappointed, but also not surprised. So yeah. Anyway, isn't no Brendan Urie bi? That's the thing. He's like one of those celebrities who doesn't like to comment on it, which I understand on a personal level. If you don't want your sexuality out there, that's uh-huh. completely your business. But at the same time, he kind of capitalizes on it because he's like, "Ooh, I can make like, sexual comments and like talk about like boys and girls and blah blah blah." But then he like doesn't want to admit anything. Yeah. Or like when people question him about it, he just like gives like really one-off answers. So it just kind of strikes me as a little weird. Yeah, I think one thing that definitely bothers me about Brendan Urie is that. If you're going to continue mm-hmm. to be a musician, an artiste, and perform, <laughs> uh-huh. call yourself Brendan Yuri. No, literally, I was, okay, he has been the entirety of Panic at the Disco <laughs> yes. for too long. It just doesn't make sense to me. No, I'm it like, doesn't. The fact that your band is, like, you and a bunch of constantly changing tour members, like, it just doesn't make sense Exactly. To me. Like, if you're gonna call yourself Panic at the Disco, have a fucking band that people know, right. you know? Right. But that's not Because back in the day there. when it was, like, still emo and they had, like, the drummer and stuff, mm-hmm. and, like, I genuinely don't remember any of the other people's names. I just know they had a drummer and his name was, like... Ryan or some white boy name like that and then he like got addicted to crack or some shit I don't think it was that serious yeah he got addicted to something and then he had to leave love and then like it was really like dark but then after that I was like okay and then Brendan was like I guess it's just me does Maroon 5 still have a band or is it just what's his face by himself now because it always I think felt it's the like same himself. thing it did. It really did. Because there were music videos, you see some recurring characters. <laughs> they're paid actors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not band members, they're paid actors. Um, but lately, I think I don't even see any of those people anymore. Or maybe I just am like blind to it. And yeah. I'm just like confirmation bias. Like, oh yeah, Adam Levine, he's the only one. That's Uh-oh. his name. I forgot his name. Honestly, back in the day when I was like a little teenage horny boy, which genuinely hasn't changed much but we'll get into that yeah um he was a minor crush of mine and like i'm happy to say that i have lost all desire for that man in my heart i mean (laughs) what a perfect segue for our gay awakenings so you guys can get to know us um truly truly would you say okay i mean obviously you just mentioned adam levine but like what was your like first like true gay awakening where you knew huh something something's different about me okay period so (laughs) i 
this isn't even a celebrity, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Although there was a few moments in like movies and stuff when you would see like shirtless or like half naked guys. Oh my god, yes. Like, Ooh, wait a second. Or like the famous underwear aisle that every gay has had an awakening in. Oh my god, yes. Come on, like walking in that aisle, you're like, wait a second, something's wrong. Come on, boxer brief aisle. Let's get <laughs> sickening. <laughs> oh my god. And then they always have gigantic bulges. I'm like, okay, you know they packed. But anyways. They were either photoshopped um, or like or packed, padded. Yeah. yeah. Like no underwear makes your dick look that good. Come on now. So, um, but the one that sticks out to me as like my first like real like crush where I was like, hmm, okay, kind of testing the waters, this whole gay thing. Like, wait a second. Um, and it's a mess because my teenage like puberty years were like a mess. But yeah. my first bully. <laughs> oh my God. In middle school, in seventh grade, his name is Salvador. De- Salvador, I can't talk. Wow. Salvador Gonzalez. She's naming names. She's naming names. She's and doxing. what about it? There we go. What <laughs> his address it. is. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, okay. No, he he's still on social media. He does not follow me on anything. So I'm not worried about him ever hearing this podcast. And if he does, Oh, well, sorry. Hi, Salvador. Remember when you used to make fun of me? And it really broke it? my heart. And especially because I wanted to eat your butt. But <laughs> besides that, um, yeah, he used to make fun of me and stuff. But he was, like, kind of, like, taller, a little bit, like, ahead of us in terms of, like, most puberty. Like, you know how, like, early puberty, like, there was the kids who were, like, already, like, way tall and, like, ripped kind of looking. Yeah. And, like, they had, like, facial hair already. And, like, I was over here, like, a wet noodle. And I'm like, wow, I look so not good. Um and then I'd have to be in the locker room with them. Oh, which was like, ugh. anyways. <laughs> but yeah, Salvador used to make fun of me and stuff and like push me around. It was like really like hard, <laughs> like my tragic story. Yeah. But um, at the same time, I was like, okay, he kind of cute though. Like, and then girls would always talk about him because he was like the hot guy at school. And he's still hot. Let me fucking tell you that. He is gorgeous. Isn't that unfortunate, though? Like, when when the bully ends up being, like, hot and somewhat, like, semi-successful with their life. But the thing is about him, and this might just be me being hopeful, but I heard, because he went to a different high school than me, I'm pretty sure, Uh because I don't remember ever seeing him after middle school. I only really saw him those two years. Um, But... People say he changed in high school and he was like a nicer person and he wasn't a bully anymore. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up going to um, college anyway. So uh, he kind of like, quote unquote, cleaned himself up. I'm going to call it that. Yeah. Um, but still, it's like you got away with being a dick to some little gay kid and like making fun of his face and his hair and his body type. Um, and then you turn around, and you're like. I'm hot. <laughs> so that's karma. <laughs> what about you? My gay awakening? Um, I don't think it was this. I mean, like, definitely, like, also, like, the underwear aisle, like, as a child, or just, like, seeing, like, a hot man on TV, like, as a Mm -hmm. child. But, like, I think, like, there, I think there were, like, little droplets throughout my childhood that, like, led me there. Mm -hmm. So, like, The Little Mermaid. Like, (laughs) every gay's, like, awakening basically i mean almost every case but like right something about that story like awoke something in me because you know okay ariel feels like she belongs somewhere else you know right her father doesn't approve you know a lot of the princesses in disney like a lot of them 
you could relate them to gay storylines. Oh yeah, definitely. Like Ariel. Like fucking Cinderella has like a stepmom who hates her and sisters who like abuse her basically. Yeah. Literally like like, she wants to go marry a man and run away. So like go off, same. (laughs) Also, like if you make Belle like gay everything still stands you know like as to why the town would hate her <laughs> except the town i feel like conservatives would hear that and run with it because they'd be like oh so gays are like bestiality <laughs> oh my god so you might not want to let that one out sis but um i get what you're saying <laughs> i mean there's also the obvious one of like elsa right she's uh the cold never bothered her anyway yeah like um, let it go is clearly an analogy for how she wants to eat some poop so. <laughs> i'm just glad you didn't say the whole thing of course not i am a nice christian woman i go to church every (laughs) sunday (laughs) i quit but like i think when i really realized i was like into quote unquote men because you know gender is a construct um of course i think it was the jonas brothers ah wait a second girl wait did you stand? Because I have to ask. I mean, like, I wasn't, like, a stand-stan, you know? But, like, I watched the Camp Rock movies. I listened mm-hmm. to Burn It Up mm-hmm. and SOS. Okay. But, like, okay. I was, like, nine at the time. Same, probably, I assume. Yeah. We're basically the same age. Basically. Um, yeah, we were born in the same so, year, so. We were born in the same year, I just mean, like, the months apart. Yeah. But, um, I was an undercover Jonas Brothers stan, so, um, I secretly loved them, but I wasn't about to let anybody find out, because this was deeply in the closet at that point. I think, um, like, everyone around me, like, at school was, like, into the Jonas Brothers, like, mm-hmm. even guys, because they were like, oh, there's finally a guy group in Disney, you know? Interesting. My yeah. school was very much the opposite, where only girls liked the Jonas Brothers, and guys got made fun of for liking the Jonas Brothers. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that persisted throughout high school, uh, from elementary That's to high school. So, yeah. I was, like, just never really said anything about liking the Jonas Brothers, because I didn't want people to make fun of me. Yeah. Because they already did. <laughs> I mean, like, I never said, like, outright, oh, I think they're cute. But, like, I remember asking my sister, like, we were sitting at the table to eat lunch one day at home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if you could date a Jonas Brother, which Jonas Brother would you date? And she said, fucking Joe or whoever. I'm pretty sure it was Joe. She's a Joe girl. Yeah. Okay. Um. And then I remember being like, if I were a girl, I would date so-and-so. And who was that so-and-so? Name, name, sis. I need I'm to pretty know. Sure it was either Nick or Joe. I don't remember who, Okay, though. good. It was, definitely wasn't Kevin. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just Kevin. I want to slander campaign and tear Kevin's name to shreds. Um, as if he was my opponent in the political campaign. I'm not going to lie, I just... though. They're all... Even Kevin. Even Kevin. They're all kind of... Like, they, they all have attractive qualities about them now. I just feel like Kevin was always pushed to the background to the point where, like, I just look past him genuinely. Like, I know he's their brother, and I get that. But so is their little brother. Yeah. And I don't consider him a Jonas brother, I mean, even though he is. I think the fact that Kevin can't sing doesn't help yeah. him either. Right. Whitney he's Houston voice. Like... <laughs> I listen to singers. I listen to people who can sing. <laughs> Oh my god. But yeah, I don't know. I'm a Nick boy. I think... I'm, I'm I go a back and Nick forth boy. with Nick. I think I liked him more when we were younger. Yeah. 
because now he's like conventionally hot because he's like ripped and he has like a different haircut and like people are like oh my god like <laughs> trying to break the chains more like trying to get chained up like <laughs> no sis uh nobody wants you to experience that anyways um but i don't know i just don't find him as hot as i used to okay i think what happened with me so like i think what happened was i was into joe first i think i was mm-hmm. joe and nick but then like when nick started coming out with jealous and everything and he was gay baiting Oh, yeah, that was, I was like, girl. Yeah, I was so into Nick then. But then Mm -hmm. as soon as Joe came back with Cake by the Ocean or Cake on the Ocean or whatever the song is. Cake on the Ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I am Uh, not like a bibliographist. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) I'm not a record keeper, whatever the word is. (laughs) I'm not even gonna get into the semantics. <laughs> I just want to know. Please tell me that Cake on the Ocean is the movie of like some kind of weird alien conspiracy theorist. Because I would watch that 100. <laughs> the cake is on the ocean, and they can't explain why. Isn't isn't the song about eating ass though? I thought so, or maybe I was just like dirty minded. But I'm pretty sure that's what it's about. Yeah, I mean like cake, and then like. They just want cake by the ocean or on the ocean. <laughs> by the ocean, I promise you. In the ocean, <laughs> around the ocean, bring it around Near town, by the, the ocean. ocean. No. Um, but yeah, once Joe like came back, mm-hmm. I was like, hello. Um, and I went back to Joe, but I also just got so uninterested in Nick because like I... I grew out of his like gay baiting and everything. Right, it's definitely a phase type of thing. Yeah, like the same when I was younger, there was tons of. There's always going to be male celebrities who like are clearly straight, but they want to pander to a gay audience. Yeah. Um, and then that traps younger gays into being like, "Oh my god, I love this person," because yeah. they take it as like support when it's mostly just like clout chasing. Literally. Um, but. Yeah, it's always a phase. It never lasts because once you realize that it's kind of a facade, you're like, okay, anyways, <laughs> is your music good? Because I don't know. What do you have to say for yourself? Do you have anything more substantial than your body? <laughs> Literally. I mean, like, I won't deny that Nick is attractive now because he still is attractive. Right. But I'm just not into him like that. I will say the one person who's like, quote unquote, conventionally hot, um, who I just don't find attractive at all. Okay. Zach Efron. Correct. Absolutely. 100%. I thirsted after that man for maybe five seconds yeah. in my whole lifetime. And then I was like, okay, I kind of over this because, like, white boys with blue eyes have never been my type in my whole life. Except, except one person in high school who was simultaneously my best friend and is now bald and homophobic. Oh so, um, so he's anyways. basically what the bully should have turned into. Yes. I don't know if he's, like, 100% homophobic still, but he's said some homophobic things to me in the past, so I don't know. I mean, you don't need to be 100%. As long as... If there's any percentage next (laughs) to the homophobic, you're homophobic. Yeah, I don't know why I'm, like, trying to, like, play devil's advocate. (laughs) Nasty. Actually, it's a plain devil's advocate. Like, let me just play devil's (laughs) advocate here, guys. Um, I can guarantee you every single student who has said that in a classroom, the professor hates. Like, I don't make the rules, it's just true. Because I've been close to professors and, like, talked to them 
in between classes and like regularly and like they're like yeah no this is like the worst student in my class and I hate them and yeah. I'm like glad we agree on that oh god bye Bing <laughs> <Can> I <get laughs> <an A? laughs> I've been like I'm, I've been like in an on and off college dropout um love that but like you. in my on and off <laughs> years of being in college I've luckily never encountered a person who's like let me be devil's advocate are you serious yes you lucky bitch. Oh my god. Just like, I can't even count. I've never encountered a I just a can't shiny count. Pokemon. What the hell comes after six? Um, you've never encountered <laughs> a shiny Pokemon. No. That is not a shiny Pokemon. I promise you. That is a fucking nasty Pokerus. Actually, Pokerus is good too. Never mind. I just realized um, you referenced that one. <laughs> that one meme? Yeah, I love that it. That is oh so god. ancient. Oh my god. I'm sorry. What the, the hell memes deserve six. respect too. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. Those students are just annoying in general. Yeah. I usually, especially now, I don't really see them as much because like, well, I don't want to say that 100% because like, I was going to say, oh, I'm in my major courses, so I'm not taking GEs anymore. So it's like smaller classes, but there's still like yeah. one boy in like, especially in classes about major writers that are like, well, actually, even though this writer said um, the N word multiple times and like own slaves. Um, I think that, and I'm just like, okay, stop. Mess, 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 <laughs> mess, 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 mess. I also think, okay, getting into that real quick, mm-hmm. I think if teachers, especially, like, in high school, are gonna give out books, you know, to educate uh-huh. the children with, uh-huh. just don't even bother with the N-word. Uh-huh. Like, because I know, I, I don't think, I don't think it ever happened in my school, but, like, I know a lot of other people experience this where mm-hmm. the teacher was like, We're, we can say it for the use of education and for the purpose mm-hmm. of learning and da 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 But it's just like, no. No. Yeah. The sad thing is, I experienced that a lot in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and nine times out of ten, I was the only black kid in class. And I'm not even full black, so like that's also saying something. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I also experienced that in college, and this can get into a little docs if we want to, oh. because I have the professor's full name, uh, and I can oh. give you a whole story. Because oh. um, I took him for two semesters, and both semesters he upholded this kind of mentality. Um, because I failed his class the first time, and then I retook it. Oh but God. that was my own fault. It wasn't to do with the professor. Yeah. But basically you know what, no, what happened It could is... be with the professor. I will look into that. I will send you this. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm 100% because I just stopped showing up to that class 100%. Oh, my God. Um, so that's why I failed the first time, but I passed the second time. Anyways, so what had happened was it was an American literature class from the 1850s onwards. So it covered literature from the 1850s up to, like, Great Gatsby type shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, what falls in the towards the beginning of that period is um, Huckleberry Finn, right. which is, of course, a book by... Good old Mark Twain, who is a fucking known racist. So anybody who stands Mark Twain, um, you might want to look into that. So unfollow Mark um, Twain. Yeah, unfollow block Mark Twain. Cancel him. <laughs> Mark Twain is over party. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No, but it's just crazy how many people to this day are like, oh my god, he's an amazing writer and he did so much. And I'm like, okay, there's also the fact that he was like a white a man racist. who like capitalized on stories about race and like tried to play like, oh, I'm a I'm a good white guy who loves black people, but like he didn't. Yeah. Um like, if anybody should be credited for talking about Black stories, it should be Black writers, because there's plenty of them. And Let's talk about that. Um, but when we read Huckle, Huckle Finn, oh my god, Huckle Huckleberry Finn. Finn, 
Um, and this was especially prevalent in the second semester because I think he got backlash and he had to address it directly in the next semester that I took his class. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, his name is Professor Cornell Banca, Cal State Fullerton. So if you want to look into that, look into it. Send the emails, um, he's, y'all. He's very old and very tenured. He's been teaching at that school for multiple years and he talked about this. So we'll get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... When we were reading Huck Finn, he's the type of professor who, like, instead of just discussing the book in class, he wants to read passages to you like you're fucking five-year-olds and can't read for yourself. Right. Um, And he would just blatantly say the N-word. And he was, like, very actively trying to act out the characters in his little readings. So, like, whenever it was, like, a racist white person calling, you know, Jim in the book a nigger, he would, like you know, very forcefully say it and try to be like that angry white person that's in the book. And so it made me and a couple other black people in class very, very uncomfortable. And it also made a bunch of other people in class uncomfortable because like, you know, you're not used to hearing that in class. Yeah. Regardless of the context. Um, He also doesn't need to give like an Oscar bait performance of a racist. Right? Like, okay, Leo DiCaprio, sit down. We get it. You're a slave. Yeah. Um, So... Someone, not me, because I wasn't about to. (laughs) I was already pissed, but I'm like, I don't need to get into this. Um, But someone else in the class, like, interrupted him and was like, excuse me, um, really uncomfortable with this. So just letting you know, you know, just kind of Mm -hmm. like a little prompt to be like, okay, why is this happening? You know, and then he gave this long speech, just completely like, trying to defend himself into like damage control mode you know how white people get when they're accused of something so he starts giving off the speech and being like i've been teaching for you know this many decades and i've never had a problem with people not wanting me to say this word until the last few years and blah 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 and i'm like okay think about that why do you think yeah do you not think there's progress in society and that people don't want to hear these hateful negative things anymore People were just okay with it back in the past because it was a different time, but this is a good thing yeah. that people don't want to hear this. But he was painting it as like, well, people need to deal with reality and this is a real word and like it was said during this time and I'm t- saying it because of education and I shouldn't it's have so to censor stupid. myself and, you know, I'm teaching you this material and I'm a professor and blah, blah, blah. Very much putting himself in a position of power over us where he can do whatever he wants and we just have to deal with it because we're taking his class and learning from him um yeah and then he on top of that after everyone had like listened to his spiel and like was visibly uncomfortable he was like and people have complained to um the university before and they didn't do anything so you know white people will scream censorship whenever people call them out right that you know but the fact that he's tenured and the university has his back doesn't help like it's so fucked yeah i mean is he still teaching yes Yay. This was last year. I'm, I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying to not send emails to the But two send emails who are his, listening. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean that the I... other thing is just like in general, like whenever people throw out the argument, well, people didn't have a problem with these jokes before, people laughed at this stuff before or whatever excuse they used. Right. And like, 50 years ago, people were actively saying these things in the streets and being racially, you know, yeah. hurtful and committing hate crimes. And that still happens, but it but just doesn't happen change. as much because things are changing. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's so annoying. I hate that teacher for you. Yeah, no, I I absolutely, I already didn't like him because, like, when I was taking his class and, like, failing it, like, he didn't really reach out in the old branch or anything. He just kind of let me fail it, which I understand. That makes yeah. me sound like <laughs> an entitled-ass bitch. But I was going through a really hard time. That's why I just completely stopped going to that class. And that was also right before my car accident, too. Yeah. So, like, that was also a mess. Um, but when I retook the class, he didn't even remember me, I don't think. And so I was like, okay, this is kind of weird because, like, he didn't say hi or, like, remember me or anything like that. And he mm-hmm. still got my name wrong, like, multiple times in the first few months of class. And then, yeah. That's annoying. And I'm like, I've taken your class before. You should know how to say my name. And then on top of that, he pulls out that whole N-word thing. And then I was like, okay, I don't fucking like this professor. <laughs> like, he's entitled as fuck. He thinks he can do whatever he wants. He doesn't understand why this is a problem. He's making his students uncomfortable. And he thinks like, well, if you don't like it, just drop out, you know? And that's not okay because he's like one of the only teachers who teaches that American literature course. There was him and one other professor. So I don't know. Rip. Emails y'all. Write the emails. (laughs) emails. I'm drafting mine as we speak. Um, I feel like I took up a lot. I think we can segue. By the way, (laughs) no, you're good. Okay, don't even worry. We need to fill time. I mean, like, you know, it's Mm -hmm. only our first episode. Fill her up. Um, I think we can get (laughs) in. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I think we can get into our hot topics now. I'm ready. Um, That that got me heated. How you doing? Um, we have a few hot topics we can talk about. Um, let me just pick one at random and we'll go from there because who knows if we'll be able to touch all of them. Um, one that is still fresh in my mind and that I would like to talk about is Nicki Minaj and Pedophile 6 9 <laughs> That's his hitting... actual artist name, yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's his artist name, Pedophile69. Right. Um, they reached number one. Right. On the charts. And I just don't think Billboard should have allowed it, but I know for a fact, and this is, remember the evil that you were talking about that I was going to summon, or that <laughs> we were going to summon? Yeah. I'm about to summon the barbs. Oh, God. I'm scared. Into the Wait comments. a second. Wait a damn second. Yeah. <laughs> we might have to rethink this. <laughs> They're gonna try to dox us. I mean, I already but you told you I go to school, so <laughs> bring it, bring it is all I gotta say. Because I used to be one of you, so I'm not scared. Honestly, same. Um, yeah, I was. I wrote hard for Nikki in high no, school. No, same because I was like, you know what? She's doing the damn thing, and this is catchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> I sound like a white person, like, listening to rap for the first time. <laughs> this is catchy. Wait a second. Is this what you listen to, Tyrell? <laughs> you listening to Super Bass. <laughs> oh, no. People labeling Super Bass as R&B. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. You know people do. I'm sure. I'm sure. Literally, they look at the skin tone of the artist, and they're like, that's R&B. That's urban. Like, okay. Racist. Anyways. I mean, we can get into the Grammys and their labeling of we categories yeah. the other day. Cause that's the whole, whole mess, music industry yeah. has layers of racism, but we'll get into that one day. So let's talk about pedophilia. 
<laughs> okay, so like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. Uh, the the I, thing there's, is, there's yeah. a couple angles. The thing is officially <laughs> here. The thing has arrived. <laughs> she's here, and she's here right. to make it clear. Her name is Roxy Andrews, and she's here oh, to God. make it clear. Oh wait, yeah, that's I, don't, I genuinely I'm don't Roxy know. Andrews, and I'm here to make it clear. Girl, you need to get on to the drag Maybe race train. <laughs> Maybe. You're like the conch shell when they pull in that episode of Spongebob. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. No. Um, okay, but anyway. Here's the thing, because this is fresh on my mind, because I was kind of arguing with someone on Twitter about it. <laughs> As um, all good conversations start, right? Yeah. So, he was like, I don't think Billboard has a moral obligation to keep Takashi off the charts and I think that's kind of a ridiculous claim if you ask me personally because it's just like why is Billboard uplifting a literal pedophile they're enabling his behavior and making him feel like I can get away with anything and still go number one I mean yeah because especially after his stupid because he posted that video where he was like celebrating the number one afterwards And it's just proving that, like, even though they're not necessarily, like, part of the problem, they are because they're complicit in it and they're letting him get away with getting a number one on their, like, fucking huge chart that everybody references, basically. So, Uh and then he's celebrating saying, like, oh, all y'all motherfucking haters and shit, like, spouting the N-word constantly, which I don't understand why people let him get away with, but there's also... Yeah, 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 uh there's also the stupid, like apologist kind of black people who like let other people get away with saying the n-word because they're like oh well it doesn't it's just a word and you know they grew up in the hood so blah blah i'm like i i don't care (laughs) if you're not black don't say it that's my only rule because like i don't give a fuck where you're from what you do whatever i don't want to hear you saying it because that's not your word to say it just isn't takashi is like me he's a white ass mexican Mm -hmm. um and he has no place saying that right. word, like, at all. Um, and he tries to act hard, but he's I not. Know. I genuinely, that man has a fucking 69 face tattoo. How hard can you be? <laughs> he literally snitched on everyone. Like, I, I genuinely am surprised I just, he did not get shanked in prison. Around him. Like, whoever's in prison, like, step your game up. Come on, get on with the violence. The other thing is, like, when did he and Nikki shoot this video? When did they make the song? Like, did they make this before, like, pre jail, pre corona? I don't know. Or like, I think did it he was get like out right and as soon go as he to got the out, studio. Probably. Yeah, he probably like called up Nikki Yikes. and was like, "I need a Nikki number one." Quarantine. And then Nikki was like, "Me too." <laughs> and then they like got together. Okay, well, the other thing about them getting their number one. So, like, a couple weeks ago, mm. um, Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber got number one for some song I didn't listen to. They had a to. song? Um, I'm not even, yeah, like, trying to be funny. I one. didn't even know they had a song. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It went number one for, like, a week, and then the next week it was, like, at okay. number 20. Um, but um, t- he made a video, like, being like, I know you guys paid for that number one, and da 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 And you know what? They probably did pay for that number one. Like, I'm not gonna deny mm-hmm. it. Um... But Sakashi probably paid for this number 100%, one too. I, uh, I damn well. Who I listened to the song? Well 
so many people I know were like, what the fuck is this? Because why? Yeah. Why? Why? Just why? <laughs> Especially because they've collabed like, yes. before on that other song. Yeah. And that song didn't get anywhere near number one. It was in the top ten, I oh, think, ew. actually. Okay, clearly I don't know anything about Billboard. Yeah. I'm talking out of my ass. But I <laughs> don't care. I'm pissed. <laughs> I, I'm right. Th- well, like, the other thing is, like, are there barbs who are probably using five phones and laptops to stream it sure but like i just i don't i don't think anyone really was listening to that song because like a week ago he had another song out and it was like almost off the top 50 Mm -hmm. um so like you're gonna expect me to believe that while he has a song that's like on its dying breath he's about to get like a number one out of nowhere (laughs) Like, I don't think people follow him like that anymore. Like, he's, he's a, a joke. joke. It's gross. Like, I don't know anybody you know? who listens to him. But I mean, I mean, our audience. I know a few. No, never mind. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know if they still do. I would do, hope but... not. But I also know that people yeah. love to fly to the defense. Like, separate the person from their art, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, it's one thing to separate a person from the he's art. He's not an artist. Yeah, he's not an artist, first of all. But... It's one thing to separate a person from the art, but when they're actively gaining status and money from that art, then it's damn well okay to stop supporting their art because you're not gonna Mm -hmm. enable them to do dumb shit. He shouldn't be getting away with being a fucking pedophile and a sexual abuser. Yeah. Literally, like, it it should be that plain and simple. And also, like, Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Onika... (laughs) Mirage. <laughs> she let me talk to you for a second. She attracts um, these people. She she coddles them. They are her chow in her chow garden. She, does she raises have like them. a pedophile magnet. Yes. It's her ass. attached to her. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> she, she said when okay, I'm gonna say something that's kind of a bad joke. But <laughs> when she got that ass installed, she asked, Does it come with a pedo magnet? Because I need one. I'm trying to get a man. I mean, and then she attracted Mr. basically. Petty. <laughs> yeah, and now she's Mrs. Petty. Ha ha ha! You got us with that one, Nikki. right? So like, funny. Ha ha! I'm cackling. I can't contain my laughter. Like, your brother's a pedophile. Your husband's a fucking pedophile <gasps> and a manslaughter. Wait, <laughs> Petty? Yeah, more like pedo. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was stupid. <laughs> She really is Miss And Pedo. then, like, there's Takashi. And I'm like, th- I only need to know those three people that she surrounds herself with to know that she's right, trash. Right, because she and, actively like, defends all three of them. Like, when she was getting into yeah. Twitter beef over her fucking, like, brother or whatever, I was like, or it was either her brother or her husband. One of the two. Clearly, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, they're both criminals and she was like well yeah. you don't know what's happening behind the scenes because you know this girl is um trying to get money out of us and that's all she cares about she didn't nothing oh, happened to her blah, blah blah i'm like okay one if i was a victim of rape or any sort of sexual crime against me and i knew that the person who did it had money you damn well should know that i'd be going after that because i need restitution for my fucking trauma yeah. um and then I never got that excuse either. Like, oh, they just want money out of us. Like, why does that m- right. matter either way? Right. Like, like, that should be the least you can get out of it. Because otherwise, yeah. if you take it further, you're going to fucking go to jail. So money is the least of your worries. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I'm just so I'm over her. Like I, like I said, I used to, I I was a big time Barb. You know, mm-hmm. like I rem I remember the iconic tweets. Like I remember, okay, boys, what's your ball size? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> when she was teaching people how to make cookies mm-hmm. with like steps off of Twitter, I mean, like I I just I don't know. I think it was like around the time of like Queen Radio. Mm-hmm. Where I like, I just really dropped off of her. Right. It's, the louder she made she her just, voice heard, the more I understood the kind of person she was. And yeah. I didn't like it. I don't know. Like, <laughs> her music also stopped being like good to yeah. me. I mean, like, she does have good songs like Chun Li, kind a of a bop. bop. Although, we also have to talk about that one. In what world is Chun Li a bad guy? That. And also, let's talk cultural appropriation for a second, because I know people are tired as hell of that conversation, but it needs to be had, because everyone mm-hmm. loves to defend it and shit, but it's like, there's a line. It's one thing to appreciate yeah. a culture, but it's another thing to appropriate a culture. And yeah, Nikki dressing up, it's not even that she was dressed up as Chun-Li, because she wasn't. She was dressed up as, like, her version of Chun-Li, which is like... Mm-hmm okay like do your you know little artist's interpretation but it's also like weird and like she's got a history of appropriating culture from asia so yeah like her fucking arm tattoo that she loves to show off in every music video um mess is the point <laughs> i don't know she, like i said i'm so yeah over her. i gave like, up I'm... on her a while ago when she said yeah i mean like when she said she was gonna retire i was like thank god yeah, I thought that was the you end know, of it. <laughs> we never like, have to go hear live from a quiet again. Life in she your can just like mansion for the rest of your life. Yeah, just get your residual checks and be on your way. Mm-hmm. But she's clearly not retired because right. she's clearly putting out these number ones. Also, how did she get number one for say so? That was like her worst. No, first literally. Yet. I and this is coming from somebody. This might be another conversation. I personally really like Doja Cat. I think she's a great artist. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think that that verse fit with Say So. I also don't think Say So is Doja's best song. So why don't you say so? I can agree with that. (laughs) Like, I didn't even know. But I also do think, like, the punches that they were rolling. Yeah. I couldn't keep my focus. Oh my God. (laughs) I hate you. I hate me too. But I think think Say So could have gone number one by itself. It should have. That yeah, would have made more sense was. when it first came out. But then, like, it's just, like, the same thing with how she threw Tyga on Juicy. I'm like, Juicy is a good song. And then you put Tyga mm-hmm. on it. I don't know anybody mm-hmm. who listens to that version of Juicy. That, the music video was kind of a bop. Because she was, album. like, fruity as hell. It's on her other album. But it's not on her first album. Oh, wait. Is it, I know the Tyga version is on Hot Pink. Yeah. Okay. Her first album, Amala, had Juicy on it. Oh, I thought this was her first album. Whoops. Nope. Amala's her first album, and there's bops on it. Go listen to it. But My bad. <laughs> but Juicy was on that song. Oh, on that song, I'm stupid. On that album, and I was like, oh my god, this is a bop. And I showed all my friends and shit, and I like posted it on my Snapchat, because like, that's the gay I am. Uh-huh. And then you know, she, she keeps the music juicy, video. Juicy. She, she did, and she ate that lunch. Yeah. And so... When the music video came out, I was like, holy shit, I love this song. But then it said featured Tyga. And I was like, do I love this song? And then I heard his verse and I was like, I don't love this song. I like the other one. But the music video still serves. Do you know what that reminds me of? 
remember when everyone was getting hyped to good form i loved good and form then Nikki and added then little wayne, wayne popped on it and i was like oh that's yeah. some bad form i might need to go back <laughs> and that music like, video she wasn't really good could have saved herself with that song right yeah the music video was trash right i i genuinely loved good form that was the last Nikki song that i really 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 enjoyed and i still listen to every once in a mm-hmm. while um but I haven't really you do the liked Daddy B. Ed Barbie Kings banging Body B. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but like I, I just that was weird to me that she decided to throw a little weight on it, and like yeah. it was like none of the other songs it was on the album were good. If I'm being honest with you, yeah, and I I remember the morning that Queen came out. Also, the title of the album being Queen. I think she's hinging too much on the queen title like we get yeah, it yeah it's making me uncomfortable You're the this queen point. of rap like, she's like trying to yeah and then her whole you need to pay me respect because i'm a queen and i've been doing this in the industry for this long but she doesn't do that to any of the artists who preceded her so why do you Lil feel Kim. you need the same respect or, yeah she had that beef with Lil Kim. Kim. and then Wait, she also had beef with mariah isn't it little kim yeah it is Lil kim that's what stupid hoes about okay, i don't know why i was I don't know why I was thinking about Lil Mama for a second, but I was like, Lil Mama's <laughs> She probably lip has beef with Lil so... Mama too. She's probably like, you know what? I don't need no lip gloss. Fuck you. <laughs> Do you remember when Wendy Williams was talking about Azalea Banks and she came out with like a whole list of everyone <laughs> yeah. Azalea Banks has had beef with? Yeah. You could probably do the same with 100%. Nikki. It's a mess. I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's just bad. Anyways, Nicki Minaj, get it together. Billboard. Stop enabling pedophiles Divorce Mr. and cashing the checks. Get rid of Takashi, yeah. Mr. Pedophile Six yeah. Nine, his artist name, as we established. His um, and then exactly. stop trying to fight for your little brother, half brother. I don't know what the fuck he is. Honestly, I don't really try to keep up with it because I just think it's gross. I don't care if he's your Either family. Way, he's a pedophile. He's a pedophile. As yeah. soon as you find out Period. something like that Punto. about a person close to you, you should fucking confront that and have a conversation with them about it and like really understand what's going on instead of just being like the victim just wants money i'm defending him i love him he's my brother i'm just like oh my god dude like don't defend someone's shitty actions just because you're close with them that's horrible yeah it's bad it's just bad all around um we can we let, let's just move yeah, on to the next we're, hot topic we're getting a little heavy on this one yeah um, I don't know if we'll have enough time for all of our hot topics. We can always Maybe go to the next save... episode and, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess, like, another one that just happened, like, today uh-huh. that we can talk about is um, Tina Fey requesting streaming services to take down four episodes of 30 mm-hmm. Rock that display Blackface. Mm-hmm. Um, I think four is way too many i think one episode is way too mm. many to have i i just don't think she should have had blackface in it i mean like i used to watch 30 rock yeah same um as a teenager and um let's i'm just gonna be real with everyone um the show isn't that it's good not. um i think when we like look back in history, I think the show is going to be forgotten. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly, yeah, it already kind of is because it never really hit that huge mainstream success that it was expected to have. Honestly, especially yeah. considering I the mean, cast like, and like Tina Fey writing on it. Yeah, I mean, like, did, was it big during its time? I guess. Um, 
but it's just it's just not funny like it never really was the show is tired um i just i i think tina fey being like all of a sudden now we need to take down the episodes of black with blackface is very reactionary because like she could have done this years ago mm-hmm. or maybe just not have written them into the scripts of 30 rock at all right um i don't know i just I've always looked at her sideways because of those episodes. Cause it's just like, how could you do that? Like, don't you know better? Right. But that's the thing. I don't think she does because the way she's defended herself in the past, because of course the way this always happens whenever there's any kind of controversy, old news and interviews starts popping up. And so mm-hmm. people are referring to her older interviews where she actively defended stuff like that. And like her Kimmy Schmidt stuff where she defended casting Jacqueline is like being half native for the sake of the story. No, that was in Thirty Rock. No, that wasn't. Yeah, it was in Thirty Rock. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're confused. Jenna, sis. No, Jenna in Thirty Rock was half indi- or or was completely indigenous in Thirty Rock. Yes, and that she left the reservation in the show to go be famous in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I'm confused because that's literally what happens in Kimmy Schmidt. So, like, I don't understand. Oh, yikes. So she did it twice, basically. Either that or you're wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm Googling it. To... I'm Googling it. Yeah. I'm looking up Jenna Maroney Wiki. <laughs> oh, my God. She's also one of the characters that did blackface. Right. That's, that's the controversy very that. Very yikes. You know is causing all of this. Am I wrong? Yeah. (laughs) Period. (laughs) I'm wrong? Yeah. Period. It's a plot on on Kimmy Schmidt, and I can assure you that because I have watched the entirety of Kimmy Schmidt. I'm not proud to say that, but I have. Are you sure? Yes, because it's a serious plot point in the first few seasons of Kimmy Schmidt that, like, Jacqueline is, like, oh my god, I need to, like, go back to my home and, like, learn my identity. And she basically, like, crashed with their parents for a while, and they're, like, fully indigenous. Which, also, kind of questionable that the indigenous actors were on board with this, but, like, I don't know. I don't think, okay, I don't think they were, because, like, a lot of times what happens in Hollywood is people will just take the roles for the check, even though they don't agree with it, because, like, if they don't take, like, the only roles available... Right. They don't have anything else to fall back on. Yeah, which is, like, very... We can also get into that, like, in a whole ass episode. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't believe I'm wrong. Like, it... Have you at least seen that one video where it's a couple of drag queens from Drag Race talking about Stonewall? Yes. (laughs) And Derek Derek Barry, (laughs) the one who looks like Britney Spears, is like... You know, Stonewall was fighting for gay rights. I, people died at Stonewall. And then they're like, nobody and then died. Willem is like, <laughs> nobody died at Stonewall. Nobody died at Stonewall. Nobody, nobody died. That's very, it's very this, like, I'm like, she's not indigenous in 30 Rock. <laughs> I really thought she was. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. And I was so sure of it too, but I guess I just remembered it from like the one season of Kimmy Schmidt that I watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think Kimmy Schmidt is a good show in certain aspects and kind of uh, tone deaf in others. But agree. Um, but 
like in her past interviews regarding the Kimmy Schmidt stuff, because of course she got flack for that too. She fully defended it. Yeah. It was like, well, people should be more focused on other things than trying to like um, focus on me and my writing and saying that I'm doing these things for negative reasons or whatever. I don't remember her exact so words, but annoying. she was basically trying to be hyper defensive and like say that people are doing the wrong Why thing by people... trying to attack her. Yeah, I mean, I mean, going forward, I don't know, maybe we'll see some changes. And if someone is called out, they will own up to it and be like, okay, yeah, I was wrong. This won't happen again, or I will step down or whatever, whatever needs to be done. I I just don't understand the like hyper defensiveness, you know? Right. Like, why do you feel the need to defend something that's so wrong? Right. I don't know. It's just dumb. Okay, on to the next hot topic, uh, which is slut-shaming, which I feel like uh, has been a big topic in recent days. Especially, I mean, like, it it definitely came back as a topic over the weekend and mm-hmm. also today, um, just with two separate people. I mean, over the weekend, there was a whole situation with Megan Fox, and then today it was Mia Khalifa. And I know you're very passionate about the Megan Fox situation, so I'll I'll just let you talk about that for a second absolutely so um so megan fox in my head has always been like a huge sex symbol and you see that Mm -hmm. everywhere you see stuff about her it's like it always says she's a sex symbol it always says blah 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 yeah what i didn't know um was that she's kind of not playing a part in this people are just labeling her as that um and then the thing that came to light was her past interviews regarding Michael Bay and Steven Spielberg and like how she was basically sexualized as a teenager and like it ruined her workplace relations with a lot of different people because she was uncomfortable and nobody cared and then mm-hmm. people like didn't like her from that day yeah. forward because of the things she said about Michael Bay and Steven Spielberg because they took their side over hers as it always is in the society we live in. Um, victims aren't heard or listened to and they're expected to stay quiet. Um, so with all this coming out, I didn't know any about about any of this. So I was doing a lot of reading and stuff and I watched her interview with um, the director of Jennifer's Body, um, who is Diablo Cody, I think her name is. Uh, she is a female writer, director, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, human female. And that interview was really, yeah, she's a human female. <laughs> she definitely was of the human variety. Um, but she, that interview was really, really enlightening because they talked about their personal experiences in the industry a lot. And I was just like, wow, men are gross, which yeah. I already knew, but they just reinforced it. And like, I don't understand where this like stigma towards Megan Fox came from. Like, people just think she's hot, not just people. I, Clearly, I mean straight men, heterosexual men. Yeah. Um, heterosexual cis men. Um, they sexualize her. They slut shame her at the same time. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, and then they don't want to believe her when she says she's uncomfortable uh, regarding the Michael Bay situation and how she was basically, like, he made her wash his car and stuff. Like, Weird. And then yeah, didn't he make her watch the Jimmy Kimmel car, interview? Like, not in her underwear, but you know, like in suggestive clothing. Right. It was like a sexy like, thing. As right. she was and fifteen like, and auditioning. Since when does an actor have to wash the director's yeah. car? That's not even a oh, thing. Oh, oh, oh. 
I mean, um, honestly, though, like you, you will never see a male actor. I in Hollywood, though, like what were you gonna say? They get away with so much when they ask girls to audition. No, literally, they get away with murder. And same thing with like child actors, because child yeah. actors get taken advantage of all the time. You hear stories. There's a reason child actors always go off the rails when they get older because their childhoods are essentially taken away from them, and in a lot of the times, they're either abused mm-hmm. or exploited. So it's a mess. It's just the whole industry is very um, catered towards these abusers and these people who manipulate their power. We need to abolish um, it just like the police. And we see that even with like examples of like me. Yeah. Not with his stuff. Like it's just an ever present thing in Hollywood. But just Megan Fox specifically really stuck out to me because I didn't know any of this growing up. I always just thought Megan Fox was like, the hot girl because all my straight guy friends growing up were like Megan Fox is so fucking hot look she like showed half her tit in this like picture oh my god she's so hot and I'm like cool but then now I'm like looking at it in a completely different light because she's talking about her experiences and how she's been sexualized since a young age Mm -hmm. and how she's never felt comfortable with it and she's like got her name dragged through the mud multiple times and like nobody wants to work with her and she has a different relationship with Hollywood now I'm just like they basically blacklisted her which is uh, a very common thing to do, yeah. you know, when someone tries to speak up for themselves um, in Hollywood. Um, I think it's a disgusting right. tactic because, like, Hollywood loves a bombshell, um, but they also mm-hmm. love abusing them, you know? I mean, they basically drove Marilyn right. to her death, but there's a whole CIA conspiracy involved with that. Uh yeah, that apparently Ooh, she was spicy. having an affair, an affair with like Kennedy or whatever, and the CIA killed her. I don't know. Um, and you know what? <laughs> oh my god, I don't know if I should say this. If I say it, yeah. can you edit it out? And if you don't like it, <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> she, she was getting brain and then he blew his brains out. <laughs> That's oh not my funny. God. Oh my god. Anyways. Um <laughs> shake the table with that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, so now you want to shake the table? Maybe we will leave that in. We'll see. I'll, I'm probably gonna edit this tomorrow. Um oops. <laughs> Hi audience, if you're hearing this, um, I'm sorry. I have nothing but respect for President JFK. I don't know anything about him unless he's racist. Then you I know, don't I don't know his him. racial history. Wait, wasn't he murdered because he was trying to do something, like, good, like, against races? I don't know. I'm, I don't follow history like that. I mean, I just know a sniper got him, and he was in the car, and I've seen that video of, like, it happening, and then Jackie is like, um, evacuate the dance floor. Have you right seen that now, one picture? Out out of the car. It's, like, horrifying um, to watch. Have you seen that one picture <laughs> where it's him sitting dead in the car, and Jackie's, like, on all fours, like, getting out the back. And it's like, damn, Kennedy real gay for sleeping while Jackie has, like, that dump truck ass. (laughs) Something along those lines. Wow. Yeah. Iconic. Anyways, Megan Fox. (laughs) Um, I kind of uh, got through everything I wanted to say with Megan Fox. Everything? Yeah. Yeah. My girl Mia Khalifa. Mia Khalifa. <laughs> the girl who was only in the industry, not the Hollywood industry, but the porn industry for three months. Right. 
that's a whole nother thing because it's the same thing as Megan Fox. People paint her as, you know, this bad person who made a shit ton of money off of porn and she doesn't deserve it. And, you know, she's a slut, whatever. Um, but I didn't know pre- prior to all of this coming into light and her TikTok where she basically talks about, you know, her trauma. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't know if she was only in the industry for three months. I hadn't heard that she had been underpaid for her work, but I didn't know to the extent until I really researched it. Um, and she's literally a household name when it comes to straight guys who love to watch porn, especially because she's Middle Eastern, yeah. and that's not really a common thing you see on porn. So people love to like look at her for that. Um, so it's. I mean, she's the name you hear the most. I feel like these days, right? And she doesn't even do porn anymore. Right? It's crazy. Um, so. And it's funny, too, because she was in um, Rami, which is that Hulu show. Uh, she mm-hmm. was in for one episode as a guest star, as herself. But is he gay, by the way? I don't think so. I wish he was. Okay. I, I have kind of a crush on him. Um, <laughs> great show, by the way. <laughs> but, I still need to watch it. Um, but yeah, she kind of like uh mentions her porn experience in the episode and like how one of the characters in the show like really really liked her and then he like hired her to be on his like religious ground it's weird um Mm. but i don't know i just feel bad for her and like for anybody like her and megan who just has to go through that and like yeah because your reputation is literally ruined and like the Twitter replies that I was seeing in regards, oh, they're disgusting, so nasty. There was like dozens upon dozens upon dozens of straight men just saying horrible things about her and talking about how she's nasty and she deserves everything she got and she did this willingly, so she deserves all of it. And like, you know, she shouldn't have done porn if she didn't want this to happen. But these are the same people who are actively consuming the porn that she did. Yeah, so yeah. It's okay, like, that's the thing. It's hypocritical as fuck. <laughs> Like, how are you going to be shooting? Let me not get too graphic. (laughs) I'm just, how are you going to be sitting in front of your computer screen going wild for her? Mm -hmm. And then going onto Twitter into her comments being like, boo, you fucking whore. Like, (laughs) it's hypocrite. And it's, it's, it's just this really common thing with, I think it's a men thing where... I don't when, think men are the only ones who slut shame, though. No, no, no. I don't think they're slut shame here. But I mean, in terms of, uh, well, yeah, they're slut shame here. But I don't mean they're the only ones. I mean, in terms of them consuming her product and then slut shaming mm. her, it's because yeah. they dehumanize porn stars and anybody yeah. who does sex work, especially women, because straight men in their head, they're like, "Oh, that's a fuck machine. That's not a person. So let me fuck her, but I'm not gonna treat her like she deserves respect." So they like turn that switch off in their head and then they're like okay she has no value beyond sex so as soon as she wants to talk about her experience or what she's been through or her feelings or how she deserves more than what she got or how she doesn't want to be considered you know a household name for her porn career you know yeah people are like well shut the fuck up you deserve it it's like okay that's so shitty of you we I can think talk in general about that can be... too, because that's just misogyny internalized. Yeah, I think in general, though, and I- I'm just gonna say it. Uh, Ooh, period. I think, I think men in general, whether it's straight men, gay men, bi men, fly men. <laughs> <laughs> I think they 
all have a hand in dehumanizing other people Mm -hmm. and basically only seeing people, you know, as the bottoms like to call themselves, holes. (laughs) And we ain't talking no Shia LaBeouf movie, okay? (laughs) There we go. (laughs) I mean, I just, it's not just straight men because like, gay men have a huge problem in just seeing each other as sex objects and not that we as gays can't have healthy sex lives. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a problem when you're basically stripping this person of their identity. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. And making them all about what you want. Yeah. I've seen a lot of hot takes on Twitter lately, especially after that one Pride tweet where the guy basically wrapped his dick in a bandana. Oh, the bandana. outfit. Um, Yeah. Now, I'm all for dressing however you want, expressing yourself however you want. Um, I'm not exactly an advocate for public nudity. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. That's not my thing. Not because I think that people should be prudish or do whatever, you know, to cover themselves. I just think that children shouldn't be exposed to that. And I also think... I don't want to be exposed to that. I don't want to be exposed to that either. People who aren't consenting, I should rephrase. Yeah. People who aren't consenting shouldn't be opposed, is exposed to that. And that applies to Pride events because most Pride events are open to everybody. And you see a lot of different people there. It's not just, you know, muscular, straight, white gays as much as people want it to be that. That's not what it yeah. is. I will say um, in San Francisco, mm-hmm. there is like legal nudity. Yeah, I've um, seen it. I've, I've been to Pride in San Francisco once. Oh, you have? Yeah. I was a teenager, oh. so I didn't go. Oh, wait, that's right. You're from the North. Yeah, I, I... I went with my sister during Pride Month um, one one year. It was We had gone up there for our birthdays, but it also uh-huh. happened to be during the same time as like the beginning of Pride. Um, and let me tell you, I saw some penis, and I was well, okay, like that's the 16. <laughs> I was there last year for Pride. Also, um, Pride last year was kind of trash, but that's story. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, okay, I mean, it was my first Pride, and I didn't realize we were going to have to bring our own toilet paper. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> none of the porta potties were stocked, and I had to go so bad, like, we had to run to the nearest Walgreens, buy, like, a four-pack of toilet paper, run back, go through security again, mm-hmm. find a decent porta potty that didn't have bodily... Uh, sorry <laughs> you know Bottom mess right. inside paint the night oh, no. uh, <laughs> that I didn't have mess girl. inside of it but anyways that's besides the point I'm getting off topic um, I there, there was like a portion of pride like of the pride area mm-hmm. specifically meant for like public sex and like public nudity right which um, I think is so weird to me like i understand where it came from and i understand wanting sexual freedom and expression but you already have these designated areas where you can go fucking public and that i don't think it because people love to say that's what pride is about i don't necessarily think it is pride wasn't about being naked in public pride wasn't about sex it's about like personal identity and like loving who you want to love and like gender identities and stuff like that and that if we really want to get, what? if we really want to get into it, <laughs> get into if we it. really want to get into it, 
uh, it, Pride is very timely with what's going on because Pride was also a fight against police brutality. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So, like, let's not pretend Pride was about public sex. And I'm not saying, like, I'm, because I feel like people could be reading this as slut shaming. Right. You know? That's not at all what it is because let me tell you, I'm a fucking slut. I'm a full on. I have mm. no place judging anybody. We have stories, practices. ladies. Yeah. We have we stories. We can get into that in another podcast. We could give a whole thought podcast if y'all want. Yeah. <laughs> Leave a like for the thought <laughs> podcast. 50 if likes for like, the thought subscribe, podcast. Subscribe, comment the sex story you want to hear the most. <laughs> but basically, what I'm saying is like, if there's already like an area, specifically at pride specifically meant for like being naked mm-hmm. and like having sex in public stay in that area right and nobody else wants to see how it restrictive that stuff is because mm-hmm. i know for a fact i can't say for sure because i've never been in one of these sex areas in pride um i've been to pride as an adult but i never go to those specific areas because that's not what i'm there for mm-hmm. um but I do know that the people who frequent those areas and who are posting on social media about stuff like that are muscular, muscle, tall, mm-hmm. conventionally attractive, white, almost entirely white or light skinned if they're not white. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's trans exclusionary. I don't see mm-hmm. non-binary or trans people there. It's all just cis people. So it's like you have to think about you're talking about how you want these open free spaces but you're exclusionary in the way you, you know, interpret and implement them. Yeah. It's it's very pandering towards, you know, conventionally attractive gay men, and that's not okay. Yeah. I mean, also, San Francisco has Folsom, mm-hmm. um, which is, like, a leather event, but it's basically the public sex event. Right. It's like, uh, let's get a hand job in a, you know, publicly open, <laughs> well-lit area. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know, like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, you're a horrible, horrible person for having sex in public. That's not it at all. It's just, I want people to consider, you know... Others. Others, and also, like, the bigger picture, because I'm not saying... Because I've heard people try to defend after this argument comes up, and this isn't my primary argument, but it's something worth considering. Um, This is what people label. They use that as a blueprint to label the rest of the LGBTQ community. Because they see things like this or hear about things like this. And they're like, okay, well, all gay people are like that. Or all queer people are like that. And, like, they're disgusting and they're horrible. Yeah, it's there like... are people like that. But mm-hmm. I don't think... Um... Well, I mean, like, I know the type of person who would see that and be like, oh, all gays are like this. Right. But, um, I also know that some people have more brains than that. Yeah, yeah. Hey. It's definitely not, like, a universal thing. But it's some, like, it's worth considering in my mind. Mm-hmm. Because... I just don't want the the purpose of pride to be misinterpreted because there's already so many people who are against it. Also, circling back to the bandana, mm-hmm. if that were a fat person, people wouldn't be having it. That's mm-hmm. that's part of the problem. That people probably wouldn't even be having it if it was a dark skinned black person. Mm-hmm. That's my. Whole They'd be issue. like, we don't need it's to see just, this. Yeah, it just isn't like like he's getting away with it because half the people in his replies who were supporting him are most likely thirsty after him. And they're like, well, maybe if I compliment him on Twitter, he'll want to fuck me at the next Pride. Like, oh my god. Pick me, choose me, love me. Right. I mean, ugh. I mean, I think to, to put a button on this conversation, I think 
if you slut shame period mm-hmm. you're a bad person yeah i don't think you should be blaming women um for the roles they had to take on or for the abuse they faced that they had no control over right period um it's just ridiculous to even suggest that they had any power in the situation because right. they didn't mm-hmm. um especially as far as things like hollywood and the porn industry are male dominated spaces exactly so until that changes and i can guarantee you it would still be a problem even if there were more women in charge yeah um i think this just goes into rape culture as a whole right you know you start raising your sons your boys to treat women with respect because we shouldn't be telling women to cover up or think about what she's wearing or whatever else Mm-hmm. start start with your boys okay because they're the ones out here doing all of this right they shouldn't feel entitled to another person's body and also teach your boys the gay boys too mm-hmm. to respect other people for like just oh my god i'm already getting a little <laughs> see other people for the humans that they are and not just like as objects. a whole, you know, objects. Mm-hmm. Um, any thought? Any final thoughts? Um, final thoughts. Um, stand BTS. No, I'm kidding. Oh um, <laughs> uh, well, not BTS, but stand Juicy by Doja Cat without Tyga. Um, don't good form without her. Lil Wayne. Don't slut shame anybody. <laughs> good form without Lil Wayne is great. Um, don't stand Nicki though. Um, hold Nicki accountable. That's, yes. That'll be our hashtag for the video. Hold Nikki accountable. Um, I don't know. I guess that's that's kind of it. Um, hashtag uh, don't fuck at Pride unless you're in the fuck area. I don't know. Yeah, stay in the designated fuck area. Just, ugh. I just, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think that about wraps it up for today's podcast. I just want to thank everyone for listening whoever is listening thank you god bless your souls and thank you for staying with us on this journey you know was this first episode that is patience right there yeah (laughs) we love you for it already like oh my god Uh, was this first episode of a bit of a mess a bit 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 a bit of a mess (laughs) maybe absolutely But, but, but what about it (laughs) um one more thing now that i'm thinking back on everything we talked about because we talked about a lot now that i'm like recapping in my head Mm -hmm. um don't forget to contact kelsey fullerton about (laughs) um, regarding his use of the n-word um send the emails (laughs) yeah send the emails um what else i don't know i think that was the last thing i wanted to say (laughs) um i guess before we go this is an ACAB podcast. This is an Abolish the Police <laughs> podcast. Yeah. So know what you're getting into because we're about it. <laughs> um, besides that, um, yeah, thanks for listening. Should we should we give everyone like our Twitter handles so they can follow us? I mean, I feel if they're like not already they're, following yeah, us. I was gonna say, if they're listening to this, there's a good chance they already follow us. I am at local twink. It is a it is a poor handle, but I am you know, too dedicated to my brand at this point to give it up. 
So yeah. um, local underscore twink. <laughs> I am at um, at Misty underscore terrain. Gotta support my name. <laughs> um, so just make sure to follow. Thank you guys for listening. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening to the first episode of And What About It? Um, <laughs> I hope you guys know that reference because if you don't, look at yourself in the mirror and think about what you're doing with your life. That was right. I'm dead serious. <laughs> okay. I don't doubt it. Have a good night, day, wherever you are. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.